Welcome to Spread Talk with Pam and John, also known as The Calm, Before the Storm. Our purpose is to elevate the conversation and amplify special education resources. And our why is about making the impossible possible. We are excited uh, to have uh, Corsican ISD representing uh, really, really being in this space of inclusion, really inclusion on steroids, I like to say, because it's all about, look, everyone has a seat at the table. Everyone has a place and a part to play, right? And I think you guys are just exemplifying that. Of course, Ken ISD and the Penguin Project, that's something that was new to me. And I think uh, maybe a year or so back, it was introduced to me. And I thought, how fabulous is this, right? This is just another way that, that uh, you know, schools are really going above and beyond to ensure students with, of all ability really have the potential to really excel in these areas of, of theater and PE and athletics and, and you know, just in really in normalizing friendships and, and work ethics. So thank you guys for being here with us today. Thank you for having us. All right. So, John, we're ready to roll. I think we're ready to roll. So my first question is always, well, who do we have in the house with us? So who's here with us today? So I'm like Chan Moe and I'm the director of special programs. Okay. I'm Susan Johnson, the executive director of communications and marketing for Corsicana ISD. I'm Tiffany Warren. I'm an LPC for the district. I am not Tiffany Warren. <laughs> I am Cranston Dodds and I'm the head of the theater department at SPHS. I'm the better looking Tiffany Warren. <laughs> I love I it. See. Yeah, you're the man of the hour, right? You're the one that had the courage to say, let's do this thing. Inclusion only works if it's if it's the gen ed side, if it's the, because special ed, we talk it all the time, but it really isn't about us pushing kids in or out. It's about them being included in theater and these other areas. And so, Mr. Dodds, thank you so much for being here with us. My pleasure. Good morning, everybody. I'm super excited to be here. I am Monica Quesada, and I am one of the liaisons with Region 19 out here in El Paso, Texas. Okay. And I am Jennifer Leon. I am in Region 17 in Lubbock, uh, one of the liaisons that just came on and joined uh, Monica and Pam and, and John. And I'm Pam Humphrey. I'm a liaison from uh, Region 11 in Fort Worth. I am John's counterpart in this madness we call Sped Talk. Uh, we try to keep each other honest. That's right. And I'm John uh, Bullion here at ESC Region 12. This Fed Talk thing has been something really that I think has really brought in a lot of value to the lives of Pam and I because we get to elevate the work of others. We get to go out and celebrate the things that are going on really around our state that are the positive things, the things that are making a difference in the life of kids with disabilities, but really in the life of all kids, you know, because it isn't about whether you're special or not. It's about, look, we have kids, we want them to thrive. We all want the same thing for our kids, for them to be challenged and loved and supported. And, and, and so we, we love doing this bed talk thing because it enables us to provide a voice for districts like yours and individuals like yourselves who are really doing the hard work out there and really kind of knocking down some of these walls and silos for these kids that uh, maybe didn't have these opportunities before maybe, you know, the Penguin Project or, you know, other things that are going on around the state. So uh, I'm the, you know, I, I like to say uh, uh, Pam is kind of the calm of this uh, podcast and I definitely am the storm because, you know, I get going and sometimes I never shut up. 
but right now I am going to show up. Okay. <laughs> and so Pam, I'm going to let y'all jump in and kind of drive this bus for a minute. Okay. So here's my first question. Who, who had the vision of to bring the Penguin Project to Corsica County ISD? Ann. <laughs> well, I, I knew about it. Okay. And I knew several people around the country that had um, produced one of these productions. And I was both intrigued and impressed. And then our superintendent, Dr. Frost, and Susan and myself all flew to Lincoln, Nebraska to see a production of, of this, a joyful, stirring, emotional experience that we, we witnessed. And we spent, uh, I don't know, three days, I guess, in meetings with parents, with uh, theater people, with SPED children, uh, gen ed children, uh, talking about the gains that they had experienced and their experience with this experience. And it became very obvious very quickly that this was something that not only did Corsicana ISD need to do, but it needs to be done a lot and elsewhere all over this country. Uh, it is primarily in the Chicago, Peoria, the, the Midwest region. We're, we're the first in Texas to take this under our wing. And being the first has been sort of um, a poison because we have as though we are something special. And the reality is, is it's the children that are the special ones. And we, we cannot leave them behind. Susan has done a remarkable job at um, promoting the show throughout North Texas. And, um, and really she and her crew have just covered every base possible. And that's an important aspect of this, but also the important aspect is, is the participants. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter. As I've said, in our, we have an admin meeting every Thursday. And as I said, in one of our meetings, it's about the process and not the product. And we have to remember that these children that are in it, they don't even know what, what they're going to see on Friday and Saturday nights. So we're inviting about 300 kids on Thursday. And, and these students that are in the cast are going to go, oh my gosh, what are we doing? This, I thought we were just rehearsing this thing and having a good time every day. But now we're actually performing in front of a large group of people. And when you see that process come to fruition, whether it's wonderfully done Broadway style or it's Mickey Rooney with a barn that he's going to put on a show. And these, these children have genuinely changed. I was talking to one of the mentors that they all gather in my office every day for some strange reason. And I was talking to one of them, one of my really great mentors. And she said, she just on her own, she said, I'm just so amazed to see the change in these SPED children that they, they can make me, when I'm having a bad day, make me feel good. Mm. And I, when they're having a bad day, they allow me to make them feel good. So it's about, it's not just about the show itself, but it's about the bonding that we have. And Tiffany Warren, the, the, the less better looking one to my, my Exactly. Side. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, has done a remarkable job of making these bonds. And I have all, always said, we were flying back on a, on a plane and, and Susan and I were talking about the importance of the mentoring program. And that's really, that's the basis for it because you're gonna build these bonds that hopefully will go far into the future. And there are a couple that I think that will actually happen. So there's a support system that grows out of this. I mean, I'm just talking all over the place, but there's a no, support it's okay. system. We love it. That is, um, is really, gratifying and really amazing to watch. Tiffany is saying that being the, the mentor director is a daunting task. Mm -hmm. And she showed me one day this notebook that she has and she says, 
I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> and it was, about, it was about eight inches thick. And I said, well, maybe not, but we have all made discoveries along the way. Exactly. And, um, and so whether you signed up for it or not, you're in the thick of it. So let's take it to the ending and let's celebrate our, our task. So that's my story. I love that story. I love how you brought it to your district. I'd like to backtrack just a little bit. Can you define the Penguin Project as far as, I know you're talking about theater and you, you brought in students with disabilities. You've made it a big production in your district. Go back just a couple of steps and define what Penguin Project is. Well, let's start with the definition of a penguin. And a penguin is an animal that uh, cannot fly, uh, has, has, has other disabilities, but that penguin can communicate. Uh, I just saw a magnificent story on Facebook the other day about, and some of you, you guys may have seen it, about these two penguins. And I, I think it's like in a bay around New York that there's an elderly penguin and there's a young penguin. Both have lost their mates, but they have found each other. And you see a, a back shot and, and it's just amazing. So anyway, a penguin is a being that has things to offer. And we don't always look at the penguin. We look at penguin as something that can't swim. And that's- Can't fly. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, they can swim like crazy. Can't fly. And that's all we see. You know, yeah. was that really a bird? I mean, that, that bird can't fly. Is it a yeah. bird? Well, we have children that, uh, does that mean that she can't speak? A uh, hard of hearing child who's playing the lead, male, does that mean that he can't participate? Of course he can. He can be friends. He has lots of friends. He sleeps on, my, I have a picture of him sleeping on my couch about 10 minutes ago. He's exhausted from all of these things. And uh, so anyway, it's, I, I don't know if I answered your question, but that's what a penguin is. So that's what the program is. It's allowing children to spread their wings and to fly when they didn't know they could. And they all can. They just have to have the, the window open where they can make that, that jump. Well, and even the ones that can't fly, man, they're swimming. Amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. To, like some of these that are so anxious and, and scared at the beginning, they're dancing and they're singing. And like, it's, it's incredibly heartwarming to watch them. Just the, and, and what's sad about the production piece of it is the actual play that we're putting on this week. Y'all won't get to see the process of what, what they look like when we started this because it's a whole different ballgame. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm certainly not making excuses for the show, but it has had its, its, its obstacles. Yeah. Uh, this whole thing called COVID. Right. That was introduced when in March when we were getting ready to open two months later. Yeah. And then the kids all had to come back and now they have to wear masks and they don't like wearing masks because they can't see each other and they can't see the expressions. And then we had the isothon or whatever that thing was that, that <laughs> shut us down for a week. And then we had some some things that happened here about two weeks ago that we were we lost a couple of rehearsals on. But these these children have hung in there come heck or high water. And no matter what the obstacle has been, they have overcome it and they have said, you know, we're committed to this thing, so we're going to go through with it. I'm not going to do this anymore. This, this, there's too many problems. There's too much uh, going on. I'm just going to go, go home. And none of them did. They, it was, it was remarkable to see that they, this all meant something to them. Yeah. And to their parents. So, the, how long has the Penguin Project, I guess, been a thing? 
uh, clearly you said that kind of more in the uh, Chicago area and that kind of stuff is where it's more prevalent. What kind of background is there to the Penguin Project for our listeners that really this is the first time maybe they're hearing of the Penguin Project? Uh, Susan may remember, but it was 20 something years ago that a fellow by the name of Dr. Andy Morgan in Peoria was a uh, clinician, a doctor dealing with special needs children. And that was his, that was his thing. That was his bread and butter. And he thoroughly enjoyed doing it. But at night he took on a different persona and he acted in their local community theater and he loved it. And so one day, and I'm just dramatizing this one day, he's driving home from rehearsal and he says, how can I blend these two passions that I have into one thing? And that thing became Penguin Productions. And so it's been going on. He won a National Humanities Award in Washington. I mean, it's been widely recognized in parts of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he was the, the birth child of this. And he's flying down. He'll be here Friday to see the show. Wow. And, um, they've got about, they call them chapters. We're now a Texas chapter. And they've got maybe 20 25 around the United States. It's sort of a, uh, a hidden gem. You know, a lot, not enough people know about it and they need to, they should. And so, you know, we're sort of spreading the, uh, the word of Penguin and hopefully somebody else will see it and hear about it, such as all of you, and take it back to districts and say, have you ever thought about? It's not for the faint hearted. I'll tell you that. It is, it's, it's tough. It's, it's, a, it's a bear to, to, fight with, but the reward is everlasting. Mm. Um, I, I think that uh, just so that you understand the bigger picture here, Cran, you might also touch on, and, and Tiffany, you as well, um, how the mentors work uh, with the students. I can listen to Cran all day long talk about stories of the of the, the students, because that's what gets me going. I love to hear all of the stories that he has to say. But I think for the bigger picture, so that you all understand the performance itself, uh, maybe y'all could explain further, like what the mentor role is with the actor. Okay, so when, and kind of going back to Jen's question too, the Penguin Project, first of all, it's it's been community-based, correct? And we're the first school district to actually do it, which means we have special education law that we have to abide by. So it's a lot different for our district than it's been in any of the other programs that have happened. And so that's that's honestly where probably the biggest arguments have come from. Of, no, we can't do that. Oh, let's talk about the program. We just did the program. Just even making sure we're, we're abiding by all the, the laws that go along with special education. And I will say we do all disabilities. It, it can be a, it, anybody can be in this program, um, 504 or... Um, we have some many gen ed kids as well. But and as far as the mentorship program, what we did is, is kids who had a disability or who chose, um, we, we offered it to everybody, even, even the, the general ed kids. If they felt like they needed somebody with them, we had a volunteer, another student volunteer to um, be with them and to memorize their lines and to memorize exactly where they sit. And then if, if they got upset or something, someone there's right there to help them calm down. And our, our mentors are incredible. You know, we, we can't tell anyone what a specific disability is, but we were able to give like a broad range of, Hey, here's some things to look for. Here's what you can do. If, if your student does this or that or the other without being specific to any one child. And they have taken that and they have run with it. 
And um, if for one reason, one of our mentors couldn't come and they couldn't help you know, their student, another mentor will jump in. Um, it's just been really incredible to see um, the effort that these, these mentors have put. Just you, you will walk down the auditorium and, and they're sitting together and they're talking with each other and, yeah. and they've got arms around each other. I mean, it's just, it's, it's really incredible to watch. Y'all are hitting on something I think that a lot of people aren't privy to, and that is that inclusion goes both ways, you know, that you have, I guess what we would call maybe typically developing children that are quote mentoring our students that are atypical, if you will, right? You know, and I, the word disability, I get into every episode, I bring it up and say, I think we have different and, and stop dissing my ability. I'm not dissing your ability, right? And so, but that aside, I think what we see more often than not is these types of programs, projects, they bring out the best in everyone. And so you see sometimes our students that are atypical becoming a mentor in some ways for that typically developing child that may, like Mr. Dodd said, hey, they have this epiphany. Wow, when I'm having a bad day, my mentee or my person that I has a disability actually cheers me up, makes my life more rich, better, makes me a better person, you know? And so I think that's the magic and that's that hidden gem piece, uh, Mr. Dodds. And so I just love, I love what you guys are doing and love hearing about this. I'm going to be quiet again and now, because I know I've got people on here that are good at asking questions. <laughs> I wanted to say, I think uh, touching on what you said, John, the, the great part um, of, of being in an inclusive program is everyone gets to be more tolerant and understanding of what's normal or what, what is uh, acceptable. And I think it can only prepare everyone for later in life, you know, in your, in the workplace or in public, if you're in a bubble and you only stay with people that are just like you, you think you don't, you don't know, um, how to interact any other way. And I think it's, it's awesome for our community to give all of our kids this opportunity to, to be around each other and figure each other out, you know, and how to, how to get along and what works and what doesn't work and, and develop these friendships that um, not, not other, you know, otherwise might not have even happened. Great storytelling. I am very curious to know as all of these skills that they're learning in this program spill out, if you have a story of how, what they've learned in the Penguin Project program has spilled that into other areas in their life, in other classrooms or other interactions, just outside of school. I mean, do you have something you can share with us on that? I, I do see a, a confidence in uh, all the children, not, not all the children, but all the children of different abilities in the hallways. Uh, I see more of a ability to, to connect physically, like handshaking, hugging, uh, verbal contact with people that I didn't see before. I've also seen a sensitivity through, from the mentors toward the people that they are they're working with and understanding a sensitivity towards them uh, in the cafeteria. Well, to give you a good example, there's one girl who always has breakfast in the cafeteria and she's one of our orphans. And I have seen mentors go by her and give her a squeeze on the shoulder. That wouldn't have happened two years ago. They wouldn't even have known that child two years ago. But now that child is known to all of us. And, uh, and her abilities have, have really uh, impressed everybody with different abilities. So I, I think that also in the classroom, I, I know I have, we have one boy who in the classroom, he has become much more vocal, not loud, 
just vocal. He's he's confident. I, I haven't had a chance to witness everybody because some of them aren't on our campus. Uh, the majority of the orphans are somewhere, some other campus here. And because um, we go from fourth grade through 12th grade. And to give you an interesting little story, we have a, a young man uh, who has Down syndrome. And he actually graduated from here, I'm going to say two years ago. And it was in a special program that he graduated. And his mother re-enrolled him in school just for the duration of this program. Then she was going to unenroll him when the program was over with. Well, COVID came along, so now he's a year older, and he's still enrolled in school. We're never going to get rid of this kid. But <laughs> he has he has just blossomed. We have a song, Don't Stop Believing." that is is our theme song and it's our theme t-shirt and yes you can pick one of these up should you come to the production on thursday <laughs> on friday or saturday they absolutely for a i know we'll be getting game. our shirts this this <laughs> saturday absolutely and when you see when you see this particular boy that i'm talking about there's a, a riff a guitar riff and it's an air air guitar and he does he does cartwheels he does all kinds of stuff that's just I, I, I'm just amazed at how he's come out of his shell. I think Tiffany However, wants to say something. However, whenever yeah. his mentor is not oh, here, yeah. he doesn't do it. He shuts down. So it's just another story of, of, of how important that relationship is. But to, yeah. to take it where it are, the relationships are beyond the school. One of our mentors is a senior and her talent is a eighth grader. And so they don't, they wouldn't ever have met had it not been for this program. Right. The senior has a job now. And so she was running a little bit late to Penguin Project one night and her talent came up to me and she said, look, she's going to be late. She needs a snack. She likes this drink and she likes this snack. Oh. And we need to make sure we have it on stage for her. And I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, Advocating, not just for herself, but for her, right. her, her mentor. Yes. So it, it, they knew each other's schedule and, and it's definitely gone beyond just classrooms. And it's, it's life skills in real life Absolutely. and they're not even realizing that they're learning them. I think that's what's so beautiful about hearing how it's coming to be. You know, it's, it's a teacher's dream, you know, as I'm listening to this and, and remembering my time in the classroom, it's the dream that you always hope would happen. You put together an IEP and it's an artificial way you do it sometimes in the classroom, mm -hmm. but here you're hearing how it just plays out naturally. And then yeah. it carries on, so that's awesome. Doing the production of Annie, I just didn't want you to think that Corsican ISD has a lot of orphans. <laughs> <laughs> so just so you know. That was so good to clarify, Pam. I'm glad exactly. I'm Go ahead and set the production is Annie. Yeah, one of our orphans and one of our orphans. <laughs> yeah, yeah I thought, okay, just in case. I just thought, okay, what's They're going not. on in Corsicana? <laughs> that, that I have a lot of orphans, so it is the production of Annie. What kind of support do you have from other adults? I mean, is it just the two of you working? with these kudos no, no, the no. number of adults um, okay so how has this impacted the other adults working with this group um tolerance creativity <laughs> flexibility flexibility communication we have i don't have enough fingers to tell you how many adults are we see in the theater we saw in the theater last night that are working on the show uh, there are, I, I don't even know, 12, 15 that are actively involved in the, in the performance. We have them, we have a nurse backstage uh, because there are possibilities of having some issues and we want to be 
right there dealing with those issues should something occur. We, we have we have three, and I just want to be clear on this, we have three people helping with the talent mentor coordination. Like, it's not just me. We have other teachers from other campuses. We have administrators. You're looking at the two of them right there. Is that support that has grown? Like, if, when, when, when you started this thing, when this idea, right, <laughs> jumped in into your head, Mr. Dodds, into others, and then slowly you just built the positives, and then they're just, they want to be part of this. And, and, how, and how has that grown? Can you talk just a little bit about that? Well, as I mentioned, uh, Susan and I flying back, we, uh, we had an opportunity to reflect on the Lincoln show that we saw and the support staff they had. So we began to build our support staff on that plane. And it has grown um, and it has altered a bit, as, as every program when you're first starting out should and, and will. Um, but we have been very inclusive. We've allowed everybody from volunteers in the community to participate, to faculty, to administration. Um, you know, if, if somebody wants to be a part of this project, we can find a home for them somewhere. It does get to a point where you can't have a multitude of people because you don't have enough space for a multitude of people. And we're finding that out right now backstage. I don't go backstage. Tiffany does. And she complains nightly about how many people we have backstage. No, I don't. And, they <laughs> yeah. and there's too many people involved. I'm, I'm being facetious to a point, but we are full. Uh, we've, we have a lot of students who want to be a part of it and a lot of adults who want to be a part of it. So we have an open door policy. Come on in. There is um, there's also a, a cameo of the high school principal who uh, who is making an appearance on the stage. So I think that is uh, that's kind of special. I remember when uh, when Cran and I were flying back, and I still have those notes. I'm going to keep them forever because we were scratching on paper trying to think through how we could uh, make this work in with the district. Uh, but I think a, a key piece there was involving um, every campus that we had um, in making sure that, um, you know, principals and schools were involved. They understood what the project was, giving them opportunities to volunteer, because these are all of our kids. And whether, um, you know, whether or not they have special needs, to see the mentors is just so inspiring. Um, so, I yes, I think that... Um, on that plane ride home, we were discussing, you know, how are we going to involve the schools? And I just think that was a really important component to the success. And obviously having the superintendent with us uh, was very helpful as well. And, um, and she was just blown away by the performance that we saw. So um, we're really looking forward to this. So Susan, piggybacking off what you're saying, one of the ways we got all of the campuses involved, we gave every campus a wooden penguin that the shop class created and built um, and they each campus was responsible for decorating the, their penguin wow. um, and so we we had one with cochlear implants we had oh. one that was in uh, is at our dual language campus and it's very vibrant you know um, kind of reminds me of like Talavera the way it's uh, decorated we've had um, another one that has like a name what's the name of that one Tiffany um, Mr. Pink some oh uh, Scott do you write Yes, Scotty do right, uh, which is a, a nod to one of our principals uh, that is very excited because a lot of the kids at his campus, at the intermediate campus are, are participating, but they've just, you know, it, came, it became a little bit of a, a, a social media war between penguins, a kind of contest between the principals um, and got them 
involved. We also had some um, former students uh, that Susan contacted and, and they, they are now artists, professional artists, and they painted their own penguins. So those have been in attendance at all of our board meetings for the last, uh, what, month and a half, two months. It's just given an awareness um, to the community. Um, Susan and her department have worked so hard. They've contacted local businesses. They made these adorable little media boxes with socks and Swedish fish. Um, to ask for donations and to build that uh, that base for us. So they, they've just done a wonderful job and, and it seems that there is a, an excitement in the community. And so we're, we're hopeful that it'll be a very, really good turnout. So with, with the showings, I guess, scheduled here this week, 16th and 17th, and what could people that are interested in, like, oh no, I missed the actual viewing of the of Annie, you know, and is there something in the works for, you know, part two? I mean, what are we going to do next year? Is this something that will continue? I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I feel like, and I've, I've said this to several people, I feel like we've done, we've gone to school to learn how to do heart surgery. Mm-hmm. And the only way we can practice that is if we do it again. Yeah. And um, we're learning this year. And do we want to continue that education and that practice into following years? I will say a lot of the students have asked if we're doing it again. Yeah. They desperately yeah. are. They've okay. a lot of interest so, in it. So, you so I don't know. It's up to the administration if they want to continue with this. And um, I think and that's we'll the plan. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, how do you say no? Right. Right. Yeah. How do you say no? As long as we have those people willing to volunteer their time and, uh, efforts like Cran and Tiffany, um, you know, I, it's one of those things where it's, it's, it can only get better, I think every year. And we're hoping the momentum builds yeah. over the next few years. Shannon, you mentioned something when we talked the other day, like, you know, if I could go back, I think we would have captured this almost like a documentary mm-hmm. because like Cran said, you know, it's been the process really that is the magic. Yes. It's going to be great on, on Friday and Saturday and, the kids getting to come out and do their thing and have the community behind them. And, but is there any, is there any talks? Have y'all thought much about like, how might we capture more of this and share it on a a more global scale? You know, this being the first, I think you said school, maybe anywhere that has taken this on, it's been a community based thing before. I don't know, just a thought. We um, I'm, I'm a big documentary fan, Uh, a documentary that was made of, uh, elementary students in uh, New York City uh-huh. called Mad Hot Ballroom. These were, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but had a hard time walking across the street. And now they're, the end result is now they're wearing tuxedos and suits and they are dancing tangos and they're, they're in the fifth grade and they're doing all this kind of stuff. Well, you see the process build to that point. And we had talked about having this documentary made. Um, there, there are so many stories, steps, revelations that have occurred in this process that it would have made a fascinating tale. But you know, if you're going to do something like that, that too has to have a high level of quality to get people to want to stay watching it and be intrigued by it and ask inside questions about what's going on. I, I don't think that this year, even though we discussed it on several, several meetings, I don't think this year we were prepared to tackle that along with what we were already doing. Yeah, uh, That kind of piggyback was uh, a little bit much for us. Although we are capable of doing 
anything. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Right. We're penguins too. We yeah, we're, we're penguins, penguins also. Too. And, um, but you know, in the, in the future, if we do this again, yeah, I think a documentary should, or a film of some nature should be, should be conceived. Get Netflix on it. <laughs> you know, the one question though, that I think a lot of people might have is how do I do it? How do I get started? Well, I can't give you the contact information. Susan may have it. I don't know. But on, on the on web under Penguin Productions, you can find Dr. Andy Morgan and his contact information. And he's always thrilled when somebody's going to do it. And he came down, he and his wife came down at different times and participated with us and worked through the process with us and made sure that we understood what the whole end result of this process was. And so I would I would encourage anyone just to look up Penguin productions peoria illinois and contact andy and um get on board and let's get more children involved in this activity or they can go to our cisd site cisd.org and backslash penguin project over the weekend i remembered she said well just google you know uh, of course can isd and penguin project and i think i just literally typed in those words and boom, right there, homepage, buy tickets, do, you know, donate. Uh, if you want to learn more, I mean, everything was just right there. So the, the work that y'all have done promoting and really making this information available on your website was just, it was so easy to access and so easy to find. And so kudos for that as well. And these are junior productions. They are edit, edited productions of Broadway musicals. So they're pared down to about an hour, hour 15 in length. They emphasize the music and the dance because every child loves to sing, whether you can or not. They like to at least express themselves through that. And dancing is a nice physical activity. And so we'll always do a, as long as we do this, we'll always do a musical. And I mean, I can't see this group of kids doing Death of a Salesman. You know, <laughs> we lose them by the end of the first week. Um, but they find a lot of joy and in singing out. And let me tell you, they're not all singers, but they've got pipes and they'll let it rip. And sometimes you'll go, oh, that's, that's, that's a sour note. <laughs> they don't know it and they're happy with it and they're going to continue. And we're happy with them singing out like that. And that's great. Absolutely. And it's like my voice would fit in perfectly then. I, I can <laughs> belt out some notes. <laughs> There's little things that I find a great deal of joy in uh, I've, I've directed theater for a long, long time, both in, in education and in the professional world. And I have this one, this one girl, I think she's in the, I don't, I don't know what grade she's in, eighth grade or so. And she has become like my best buddy. And right in the middle of a show, she'll stop and she'll go, hello, Mr. Dodds. And I'm just saying, oh, I hope she doesn't do that during the show. But you know what? That'd be okay if she did. If, if, that's, if that's what she wants to do, we're going we're gonna to cut her some Absolutely. Slides. Yeah. So it, it, it warms my heart, I'll tell you that. Well, and even some of the things like we, we have kids that now purposely wear sparkles because it flashes in the lights. Yeah, and then yeah. like they were really cool students because it looks good in the light. Like just things like that, that they, you know, would have never done before. And they're just fun and, and it's neat seeing those experiences. Uh, Cran, can you share the, the story about the student that um, noticed how another student was projecting and made the comment. Do you remember that story? No, I don't. Oh. 
So she, he, he said that there was one student on stage and, and another student came up to him and said, they need to be louder. Oh, oh yeah. yes, yes. In fact, it's the same person that yells out my name in the middle of rehearsal. She came up and made a comment about the loudest senior I have in my program that that girl needed to project. I went, what? Because this little girl who says, hello, Mr. Dodds all the time is loud. And so she wants that senior in my class to be as loud as she is. And I thought it was just hilarious that she came up and now she's directing the show. You know, Tiffany mentioned how some kids have come out of the, the woodwork. I'm, I'm going to tell you about my ignorance of this whole thing. And then you guys will be fully ashamed of me when we get through with it. But there was, um, there was a boy last year who came in and he was very quiet and he stood against the wall and didn't say a word. And I thought he was a mentor and I thought he was just watching and observing. The next rehearsal, he comes along and he's doing the same thing. And so this girl who's no longer with our district, she's out in Midland, she came walking up to me and I said, you know, that, that, that boy, what, who's, whose mentor is, is he? And she said, he's not a mentor. He's a, a special needs child. And I said, really? And she said, Cran, not all special needs children have a look. And it suddenly hit me that they are all, we're all blended. We're all yeah. in the same together. Well, he goes from being a wallflower to about a month later, he's wearing these high top tennis shoes that I don't know where he got them from, but they are blinding because it's got <laughs> all this bling and glitz and glamour and he's making a statement and he's out there. And so he goes from being shy, reserved and absolutely quiet to now he's our rooster. And last night he did some things in the show that I was just blown away by. I hope he'll do them when you're here. Yes. Uh, because his performance changes nightly. That's so great. <laughs> but last night he came on with these glasses and a big nose of sort of Marx Brothers look. And he just, I mean, I was on the floor. He just laid this thing out. So he's gone from standing in the back in the corner watching, taking and owning the stage. And that's the kind of progress you want to see with yeah with, just transformation yes yeah. what's really funny is that you know the other side of that is that people who are in the special education department we don't know theater and so like just learning the differences and learn through this process we've all learned stuff and so it's been really interesting for all of us as well but tell a story about um the kid who you were gonna hit with the light oh I had this one boy. He had autism. Uh, I had this one boy and I said, now I want you to stay right here. This again is going to show my ignorance. I want you to stand right here. And while you, when you're here, that light up there is going to hit you. And when it does, you start your lines. The light turned on and he froze. And I thought, why is he not saying anything? So I mentioned it to Tiffany and Tiffany said, you told him the light was going to hit him. He expects the light to hit him that instrument come down and hit him. And he was watching out for that thing to come flying through the air because he was gonna duck. He didn't wanna get hurt. And so I have learned that, you know, I, I have to speak in clear terms. Yes. And this is, for, this is for gen ed and sped children. I gotta be very clear in how I am, I am interpreting a direction. But that's, that is a story that I will always take with me. And, and I will, uh, you know, I, I will use that information for, forever. Yeah, what a great insight, you yeah, know, to, yeah. to realize. And that's like, I think, Tiffany, you said we're all learning things. Like we're all growing and learning through this process. And, 
you know, that's the magic of, of all this is that, and I, and I think that the, the students, uh, of course, can ISD are blessed to have educators like those of you that are here and those that, that aren't here that are supporting and, and out in the classrooms every day that are really are taking this on and really are willing to kind of in some ways be in that vulnerable space and say, we're not quite sure what's going to come of this. And it could be a train wreck. And if so, we're going to learn through that train wreck and come out the other side and keep on moving and, and, and really make something special out of it because the kids deserve it. You know, they deserve, every one of them deserves to, to, to be celebrated and to have uh, their potential recognized. And I feel like that's kind of what y'all are doing is recognizing potential in children. And so kudos to each of y'all for that. On our first, very first meeting, we kept all the parents in the library and took all the students into the auditorium. We gave them 20 minutes to learn the dance and a song. So don't stop believing. Afterwards, one of the choreographers came in and she said, we're finished. I took all the parents into the auditorium. They started their song. And I had this one parent who was standing up because we have a very large auditorium. And she was standing up towards the back and she turned to me and her tears come down. You know, because her, her daughter was up there doing what she never expected her to do. And so since then, it has grown with a lot of support from the parents. They have seen that their children are actually achieving things. And this is on, on, on all the kids. Um, the, the gen ed children are achieving things their parents didn't expect to happen. And the special needs children are certainly achieving things their parents didn't expect to happen. And so they are out there watching. We're actually going to have an invited audience tomorrow night, um, just, just parents and their families. And they're gonna come to applaud and make noise because this, the kids that are on the stage don't know that's coming. And we don't want them to freeze and not know what to do. So most of these parents that will be coming have actually already attended and they attend nightly. Every time. Every time. Yeah. And originally, I didn't want them to be in the audience because I was afraid they were going to be a distraction, but they've been anything but. They're quiet. I mean, I don't have to scold parents. I did last night, though. I had to scold one guy for being too loud. I had to ask him twice to please be quiet. And um, so, you know, they're, they're, they're students also. But um, they've, they have seen the growth of their children, and I know that they are thrilled with what they're seeing. And, uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see their their involvement in this but it's a silent involvement you know they they stand back they're very supportive but they let tiffany do what tiffany needs to do and they let our choreographers do what they need to do and they don't interfere and uh and that's always the the worry you know that the a mother may say i think you should do and nobody's ever done that and so we had sort of an unspoken rule that you can come in and and watch but you don't participate unless we need you and last year we had a young girl who just collapsed on stage and her mother stayed in the audience, but the nurse and a mentor helped the child. So they, they are allowing us that separation and that ability to do what we do and to gain the trust of, of all the children. And I think we've achieved that. I hope we'll find out. That's great. Yeah. So as a, from the special ed side to the director, how has this pro uh, project made you see things differently or has it made you see things differently? Oh, totally, totally. Uh, can I say that again? Totally different. Okay. 
uh, I, I see all children as, as full of potential. Whereas prior to all of this, I may have been blinded by some of that potential and not seen it and not recognize that underneath the surface, all these children have the ability to do something. And we have, we have a lot of children that are walking these hallways. They're in my classes. They're in everybody else's classes. They don't really seem to have a direction. And so it's, it's caused me to start to approach them in different ways and to talk about their direction and their needs and their desires and, uh, and help them through, through the day, if at all possible. It becomes aggravating at times, but for the most part, it's extremely rewarding. And I, I seem to have more tools now to utilize than I did before. And uh, so am I a richer person for it? Absolutely. Um, am I more confident to an extent? Mm -hmm. uh, am I having a good time? Absolutely. Yeah. That's my story. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Mainly because Tiffany says every day, we have to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've been married for a number of years and I have learned never fight with, with, with the lady. And we have become very Sound advice. We've yes. become very close partners, and I'm not going to fight with her. My wife is also involved in this process, and I don't. She's here. She's the production manager, and I, you know, you you manage all that you can. I'm not going to battle with you. And um, so, would we do it again? Sure, we do it again. Yeah, we we would look at it in in uh, with with the things that we've learned and find out what can we do differently. What can we do the same? Um, what worked, what didn't work. You do that in everything that you do. You know, you analyze all of your activities. And uh, so sure, we do it again. Well, I am super excited to come out Saturday and, and um, partake of the Penguin Project. I think that, you know, my, I have my wife and my three kids will be with me, three of my four, and um, they're super excited. Um, and so I, I just, I, I can't tell you how excited I am, but but also just how excited I am for each of you really in, in being able to kind of find this passion. And, you know, we can hear the passion in, in your voices when you talk about this. And I think so often we go about our lives and we, we go to work and we do a job and we uh, sometimes the negative things build up over time and, and, and things aren't quite the way we want them to be. And, you know, and I'm just a strong believer that when we find these little things that we don't have to do, but we choose to do, that that kind of makes everyone's world a little bigger and still a little smaller at the same time. That's when we uh, we reconnect to our passion. Uh, clear that you guys are very passionate about this, and and we're excited to celebrate you here on Sped Talk. Well, we're we're thankful for the opportunity, um, and I just you know as um, I know Susan and I are hometown Corsicanans, um, and we you know I think we've always known it's a special place, but um, being in the district at this place and time and, and being able to see, you know, people you've known for years that you grew up with or that you, you know, have had the opportunity to work with and all of these talents and, and um, uh, just the opportunity to come together for our kids and our staff is, is a, just a big, huge source of pride, I think, for, for all of us in the district, um, especially those of us on the committee. <laughs> so... <laughs> We, we feel like we want to brag on it as much as possible and, um, you know, give other districts the possibility or, or, you know, at least expose them to what's out there and what could happen for kids. So 
we thank you so much for having us on today. Absolutely. Pam, Jen, Monica, yep. can y'all think of anything else you want to ask or, or touch on? No, I would just, just like to say, you know, just looking at the fact that you're investing in your kids, all, all your students, you know, sometimes in education, we, we talk very globally about wanting outcomes, but sometimes we forget to put the work in, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's definitely more than the academics. It's, it's that the whole child and what are we doing to give them opportunity to, as well, penguins don't fly, but swim at least, you know, and you all have found a way to give kids the opportunity to reach potential that they may have never reached or, or do things they thought they may never wanted to do or could do. And even, you know, students who are not uh, students receiving special education, you know, just those, just the normal kid who's, who has not found his or her place within the district or within, you know, within the school setting. But, but needing somewhere to belong, and that's, you know, that's part of it. You know. uh, one of my favorite quote is that everybody wants to be known and given the opportunity to be known by others is, is a gift. So, I, I mean, I really praise the work that you all are doing. Thank you. And I just wanna take the time to say thank you for wanting to brag about the project that you guys are doing because I think it's phenomenal. I think it's amazing what you guys are doing with these kids. And taking the time, we're hoping to help you spread the word as far as what's going on in Corsicana and in Corsicana ISD. And so we, we definitely thank you for joining us on this platform to share your story because it's, it's, it's amazing. So thank you for that. So y'all are um, the first chapter of Penguin uh, Projects in a school, I guess, anywhere. And then in the first chapter in Texas, uh, you know, but, and now you're SPED Talkers. Uh, that is a, a group that is growing as well. And we are super excited that you're part of our family now. John, tell everyone how they can continue to elevate the conversation about special education in Texas. You got it, Pam. They can continue to hit us up on Twitter at SpedTalk2020. And soon, they'll be able to find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Because in these disconnected times, connecting with others has never been so important. Now more than ever, it takes courage to create culture and kindness to keep us connected. If you enjoyed this episode of Sped Talk, be sure to share it with a friend. Because information should always flow through us, not to us. We couldn't do this without you, our listeners. And we need your help sharing the amazing transformation occurring in special education. Together, we can change the trajectory of learning opportunities in Texas for students with disabilities. If you have ideas, information, or resources that you think we should share on an upcoming episode of SPED Talk, let us know at SPED Talk 2020 on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And be sure to like our page while you're there. Oh yeah, and if you get a chance, please consider giving us a positive review on the podcast platform that you listen to SPED Talk. Living in the moment and the moment is the future.